Hey, welcome to the Circle of Salt, the podcast where we use our snark to protect the occult community from itself and others. I'm Rune Emerson, and I'm here to snow all over your parade. I'm Felix Warren, and I'm here to roll that up into a cute little snowman. Of course you are. Yes. So, I, um, well, so I can actually hear dogs barking in the distance right now. Like, I've been hearing this for, like, the last 15 minutes, and the thing on my mind the entire time has been, what fun thing is happening over there, guys? <laughs> and so I was going to ask, like, you know, hey, Rune, what fun thing's happening over there? Like, here? Yeah. Well, at the moment, we're pretty chill. Like, the boys are um, either at work or playing on their video game. We just finished buying our Christmas presents for the year. And all that kind of sort of crazy jazz. That's nice to be done with early. Well, we have to get it done early because we order so much of it, like from people we know across the country or online Uh or, you know, that kind of stuff. We and like shipping is terrible, so we try to get everything done. Like I was hoping we would have been done with our gift shopping like last month, but no, such luck. Ooh, but my boots came in. Did I tell you about my boots? I thought I told you about my. You told me about the. You told me when you bought the boots, about the boots. So, like, for my listeners, um, I bought a pair of $420 boots, uh, which meant that I had to sell my appendix. Um, (laughs) uh, Like, seriously, I don't know where I got the money. It just kind of had to happen, and so I had to have them. Um, I have a pair of boots that have little... They're black witchy boots, and they have little curls at the end. I got them made for me by Son of Sandlar. They're freaking awesome. I look do they like, have, like, a website or something? They do. That That's the website, so you can just go find it. Um, but anyways, uh, the, the boots are um, the perfect kind of addition to my ensemble for all of my uh, holiday celebrations. So, like, my Halloween celebration... And my Christmas celebration. Now I look like a like either like a wicked witch or a goth little Keebler elf. It's fantastic. I mean, <laughs> the shoes do make the witch. Well, you know, <laughs> if you ask Dorothy, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, they didn't save the wicked witch of the east, so I don't know if that's necessarily accurate. Well, I didn't say they make the witch always alive forever. That there is that is true. Uh, before we go much further, I just want to remind everybody: if you want more information about us, visit our website at circleofsaltpodcast.tumblr.com. There, just made sure I wanted to say that. Yes, that is the place you so, go. So, what else is going on for you, Felix? How are things at home? Um. Well, um, I just got my tree decorating done, but I'm going to talk a little bit about that go. further into the podcast. Oh, okay. Um. And, like, otherwise, it's just been kind of the calm before the Yule storm. Awesome. <laughs> I've just got everything kind of tied up that needed tie up, tying up from November. And now it's time for maybe a week of sanity before the holiday rush. I'll see. You're lucky because my, as soon as, as soon as Samhain, uh, as soon as Samhain gets here, I'm screwed. Like, the, like two weeks prior to Halloween, I am like in rush mode, and then all of November, I'm desperately trying to make sure that I have enough time to visit with my family and my friends and all this kind of stuff. Because as soon as December rolls around, we are all crazy pants. Like seriously, I just came from a two-day stint um, where I was doing holiday celebration type stuff with people. Um, we had a concert with Wendy Rule, and that was fantastic. Um, 
like and it was very it turned out really well um it was held by the local community center and the space was marvelous and everybody was comfortable and everybody had a good time um we had a yule ritual as part of it she totally like participated in their yule ritual it was really great um and then yesterday i was reading cards from about like 1 p.m until probably about 10 p.m at a local desserts and divinations event and also i had students and and clients and things all day so that sounds like the best event but that does sound really exhausting it's it's super fun it's just really tiring because it's just a lot of work um any of you who are interested in becoming professional cultists please remember it is actual work it is lovely wonderful fulfilling validating work but it is very much work and it can be incredibly exhausting i slept until two today like i i went to bed at probably i want to say like three thirty in the morning and i slept until two so like a lazy bump and i i don't even feel bad <laughs> but so yeah holiday celebrations are a big deal and that's kind of what the podcast is about today yes isn't it? So. after we dish a little bit of salt well that's true just and to cleanse the space just to cleanse our palate um that and it is it's time for our first installment um we refer to it affectionately as heck has heck has este bullshit and today's dish of salt is brought to you by both of us and is entitled drafted into the war on christmas because seriously the holidays are a big deal and christmas yule uh hanukkah and all the little western holidays alone that are associated with this particular time saturnalia etc um just by themselves they're kind of a really big deal to everyone all over the world and like just everybody knows what christmas is everybody knows like what the holiday season is about everyone even people who aren't pagan have heard the term yuletide so it's this huge big thing and it comes like most things that attract a lot of attention from human beings with a whole bunch of drama and um we're going to talk a little bit about that felix take it away okay there's a certain there's a there's two types of posts on Tumblr I don't want to see anymore. And I know that this is a wish that will not be granted, but I hey, want to it. Hey, it might. Hey, it's the holiday season. <laughs> it is Hog's Watch, baby. Anything can happen. You want to know what I want for Yule? Here's yes. what I want. Stop reblogging these two types of posts. One is the someone who is usually a newbie posts these types of things. Um, the usual, like every bit of christmas was completely stolen by the pagans in some sort of global church conspiracy against paganism sort of thing you stolen from the pagans you mean yes stolen from the pagans yes, yes. Yeah, every every bit of christmas has been stolen from the pagans by christians and and christians have like just like none of none of christmas is in original to christians whatsoever um and and all of its traditions are in some way pagan and that's not really correct um and jesus is clearly a pagan he's such a oh yeah yeah, yeah, that's right yeah jesus is mithra um sometimes jesus is horus sometimes jesus is like the uh, i guess some part of the horned god um like goddess cycle i've I've seen various interpretations of what jesus is like look we can have our holidays without taking that from like without completely debunking christianity (laughs) 
<laughs> it's okay. We can have our holidays over here, and Christians can have their holidays over there, and, and, and it's all right. They just do that without and, uh, having to play some sort of weird religion chess. What's the religion chess? That's what you're referring to it as. Um, uh, so what's the other kind of post that you don't The other see? post is... Um, no part of uh, no part of Christmas whatsoever was actually originally pagan, and everything that is in any kind of Christmas celebration whatsoever that seems like it's pagan was actually um, completely syncretic and is just because of evolving cultures. But those cultures have their own things that are completely Christian, and we can't um, ever take anything from Christianity because that would be cultural appropriation. Um, and um, it is a huge big deal that anyone would ever infringe upon Christianity to mine anything for witchcraft or paganism, and we really have to be um, extremely wary of that, and it's like a big, big threat. You know, pagans com you know, might actually erase Christmas or something at this rate. And, and you know, like, I know this is going to sound kind of mean, I mean, but this is the circle of salt, so, you know. Yeah. Um, we're all mean here. Um, <laughs> but why the fuck does anyone care? Like, why is this so important? That, okay, and I don't get to police people who are not a part of my own culture. I don't really get to police anyone anyway. But, you know, like, I certainly don't really have the right to talk about people from their own culture and so on and so forth. I just find it really hard to understand why this is such a big deal to people. Like the starbucks cup drama is such a big deal to people and that doesn't make any sense to me either and the starbucks like, cup thing is always manufactured drama and that's what is. i feel like this is too i feel like this this but, whole like okay, pagans it, freaking out about christmas being stolen from christians or something like that like the christians that i talk to who aren't part of these types of things they don't give a fuck sometimes they're like oh yeah right. the yule log's definitely pagan <laughs> right, like they're like, dude, I got a tree in my living room. I don't know any part of Christianity that worships a tree. Exactly. Like I know how it came about, and it wasn't really even like a Jesus-specific thing. It was just like some guy thought, hey, that'd be great to right. put a tree in my house with candles on it. Right. Exactly. Um, well, okay. So this is my thing, though. Like, <sighs> where witches are concerned, ain't y'all got spells to do? Right. You know, yeah. I'm just... With witches, it's like okay, but how many? We have a lot of Christian witches, and we also have a lot of Christo pagan witches. Like, I just don't care. I mean, that I, do both. You know, I just don't care. Like, I don't care that much about my own religions, like background and stuff. I. It just. It doesn't make sense to me that people would get this upset. You were saying earlier that like the Starbucks cup is manufactured drama. Okay, so here's the thing though about manufactured drama. It doesn't work unless it works. And when it works, it works for a reason. And the reason is, y'all are a bunch of drama queens. You are looking for something to fight about. Well, and it's specifically something to have outrage over. And the That's outrage so is just so... It just seems so projected. Like, this is not something that Christians ever have to worry about. Pagans will never steal Christmas from Christians. I promise you that. You know, like, and there's just no crazy arrangement of history that I could ever foresee in our future with any sort of tarot deck that could ever have pagans managing to completely wholesale take Christmas from Christians. I honestly think that we should create like a modern vernacular tarot deck that has the war on Christmas in it as a card. <laughs> okay, that, that's a good oracle. The war that would be Christmas. awesome! Anyways, um, but okay, th it is, it's, it's such a waste. Like, alright, I remember when I was a baby witch 
in the 90s and I was super upset about anytime anybody perjured what witches were about or tried to make us look like baby killers or anytime they would conflate Satanism and witchcraft or anytime they would tell us that about how Halloween is all about ghosts and monsters and so on and so forth. I still have a squick about people who wear ghoulish or like bad makeup job costumes or trampy outfits for Halloween instead of wearing something cool and mystical and but the thing is I realized like early I was still in my early 20s when I realized this is a lot of garbage and being obsessed with it being focused on it being uh just being caught up in in the chaos in the frenzy means that you don't actually have an idea of what is really important right now you know and so i i put i just kind of stepped off the soapbox and walked away from it and was like i've got other things to do and i just went about it um it it doesn't make sense to me that witches would treat this whole like we're on christmas thing seriously when the fact of the matter is sabbats are for magic you know they're for connecting to the spiritual forces that you're working with whatever those forces may be if you're a secular magician it might just be the powers of the season if you're a uh, like a religious type it might be whatever deities or spirits that you interact with but it's supposed to be about doing magic because you're a witch and then when they're when the like the the crazy christian thing like i like what you had to say felix like seriously when the crazy christian um angry mob comes along and says oh my god you said happy holidays instead of merry christmas and by the way i want it to be very clear my best friend in the world had this happen to her in like an antagonistic fight it was actually really funny we made jokes about it for years but literally they're like merry christmas and she's like happy holidays because she celebrates more than one kind of holiday thing with people and they're like merry christmas and she's like, happy holidays. And they're like, Merry Christmas! <laughs> like, seriously, like... Oh, my God! Metamorphing into a werewolf in front of her. It was really funny. <gasps> oh, she's And she held her ground. And I was just like, I love you so much. But... <laughs> It that's was the, so weird because it's like, so that, weird usually that's a conversational reply to merry christmas is happy holidays because saying the same exact thing thing back to another person just sounds kind of awkward well you know i don't even know what people's things are that's this is this is the reason why i remain a witch i mean i know why i became a witch i know why i like like willingly started practicing i know what drove me towards it but i know why i stay too and it's because those people are nuts Everybody else is fucking nuts. I don't know why I hang out with them in the first place. You just take a drag a stool to your corner and sit there with your arms crossed. That's right. With my pointy little hat and my little cauldron, I'm just going to throw random shit into it. Just like, just powdered freaking sugar and, you know, oh, look, an ornament off the tree and toss it in there like Jack Skellington. And, oh, look, a little neighbor kid, toss him in. You know, it's <laughs> just, I'm like, Argh. Get off my lawn. Because this is so stupid. Why? And the whole idea of the war on Christmas. The war on Christmas. That was just... Ugh. It's just utter, utterly manufactured drama to, to make it seem like Christmas is ever on the defense. That, well, that It's just like... It, it's such a... 
it's an agenda that it definitely is. not all Christians espouse. It's propaganda, and it's literally designed to, first of all, threaten something that people hold dear as part of, A, their identity, and B, their feeling of belonging in their community and their, their sense of, of rightness in the world. B, so they, they take something that's valuable like that, like Christmas, which is an innocent, innocuous holiday. I'm just going to say, as a pagan, I celebrate Christmas because I... There is nothing about the story of baby Jesus that is in any way threatening to pagans. There's well, also, Christmas as we know it now is a Hallmark holiday. It, like, it is. It, it was reinvented around, like, what, the, the late 1800s or something? Uh, yeah, and then again in, in, like, the 1950s. Yeah, yeah, the 1950s really, like, you know capped it off and, and put a bow around it as as, a, well, and as like to the, how we will put it into capitalism yeah the whole the whole um mary santa claus thing uh was reinvented again by coca-cola so yeah uh and i'll i mean a lot up. of this has just been it's just like uh modern mythology in a way well exactly and that's anyway um i mean it's by that like it's it's like all of ours it's it's pop culture for one um but it's just kind of this weird sort of semi-secular holiday that's kind of evolved in reaction to a bunch of stimuli, but it's definitely not ancient. <laughs> well, and that's my whole point about it. I'm like, you guys, it doesn't matter how old or young it is. What matters is that people understand that it is, it's innocuous. You can't be mad at this holiday. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, the... The birth of Jesus is probably sometime in April. And the celebrating of the birth of Jesus on the day of the winter solstice and the celebration of Yule and Saturnalia and so on and so forth, yeah, a lot of that may have been conflated. But the historical records are not terribly clear on how all of it went together. Um, they're not sure where the, the, the bleeding of the, of the holidays actually happened. It doesn't matter because none of the things that we celebrate about Christmas have literally anything to do with ancient celebrations of anything. It is literally a perfectly harmless holiday. And a perfect way to prove this is you'll notice that nobody gets up in arms about the erasure of Kwanzaa. You'll notice that nobody is freaking out about holidays they don't understand that are not a part of their culture. They freak out about Christmas. You are threatened. If you are feeling threatened, if you're feeling like there's a war on Christmas, if you know someone who feels like there's a war on Christmas, okay? I think that they need a big fluffy blanket and a exactly. cookie. You, exactly. You need a, a timeout. Um, because the fact of the matter is there are billions of holidays in this world that are celebrated around the winter solstice. Not billions. I mean, that's an over-exaggeration. Like, um, guaranteed for possibly seven. Anyways, I'm just... I'm kidding. But anyways, like, all these holidays are celebrated and a lot of them are suffering erasure and we don't care about that because they don't impact us. This is, us, this is literally like white modern America privilege at work designed to keep people outraged so they have something to focus on besides fighting with their family. Anyway, stupid and war on Christmas. By the way, lesbians are allowed to hold hands on Starbucks cups. Just saying. I, like, (laughs) that's... Gosh, the, this needs to be written somewhere on a plaque. So it is written on the on the on the book of Starbucks. Yes, yeah, so it is written uh, in the um, the Akashic records. 
Well, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> anyway, so do you have any more to say about this? I think that really caps it all off. I'm just... If there is a post about Christmas or Yule or something that is somebody trying to go down to the ground about how, you know, definitely it was historically like this, and people definitely shouldn't be doing things like this, and let's put a big fence around Christmas, and you can't do Christmas like that. Like, look, that's, that is not nice the here. spirit of Christmas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stop it. Just reblog some stuff. If you want have a feelings about Christmas, if you feel strongly about Christmas, please reblog stuff that is in the spirit of Christmas. Let's just leave it at that. It right. has already been uh, quite a hectic year. Let's just chill. And here's the thing. If you if really, really were, and we're going to get more into that in a minute, but like really, really, if you have a strong feeling about rather than the spirit of Christmas because it just never moved you and you just don't feel connected to the idea of it and you feel connected to the concept of Saturnalia instead reblog stuff about that don't reblog those preachy ass fucking articles about oh my god this is all really Saturnalia in disguise don't post blah 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 Jesus is Horus is Mithras blah 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 I don't care how many myths they share I could, I can hand you five or six more sacrificed king stories. I legitimately don't care. If you do, I'm glad you do. But don't perpetuate the crazy during this particular time of the year. If you really wanted to share information on the the origins of certain myths involved in certain holiday structures, you would not repost the ones that were sensationalized and made to throw attack barbs at people. And they're regularly debunked, too. They are. Check, out, check the, the notes on those posts, and you will see it regularly happen, unless somebody's actually blocking those little notes, but usually you'll still see them. Also, I noticed that a lot of the people who reblog this stuff are trying to make outrage posts because they want attention on their blog. Is that yeah, really like... the kind of thing... Seriously, is that what baby Jesus would want? <laughs> As a person who's literally not in any way a Christian, I, by the way, I do need to make that very clear. Uh, yes, I was raised by Mormons. No, I am not a Mormon at all. In fact, I think they're still afraid of me, and that's probably for the best. Yeah, they're not even, like, bringing you funeral potatoes every Sunday. Oh, you have no idea the kind of... Actually, they did. They used to hunt me down. I have some idea of that because I have some, had some someone else have that happen. So, right. so but like I've actually had to uh, like one of the reasons why I, I go by my my writer's name instead of going by my birth name is because they know my birth name. Yeah, and I just don't like seriously. They hunt, they followed me into a parking lot at one point. It was it. Uh, I have a lot of LDS friends in my life who they are aware that I think their beliefs are ludicrous. Um, they they are aware. They're painfully aware, um, because I don't. I'm not silent about literally anything. But no, I am not Christian. I am not pagan. I have no problem with Jesus. Uh, I got a lot of problems with people, but I have just as many problems, even more problems sometimes, with people of my own various collection of faiths than I do with the people who go to church every Sunday. Because at least I know I don't have to expect anything good from them. So that should clarify my position on religion in general. I'm a bitch, and uh, I just don't really care about people's religious garbage. And I think that they're wasting a lot of time spending hours hammering out posts and things like that about stupid, contentious bullshit that has literally nothing to do with reality. And this is coming from someone who speaks to the various gods referenced in those posts on the regular. You guys that's dumb 
if you had any idea of what your god really wanted from you then you wouldn't be posting that I, you know and it's really easy to kind of get stuck in those drama loops like get stuck in that current of drama that makes you think that you need to act that you need to say these things to respond to this dialogue but like if you take a couple of steps back and really think in my day-to-day life when i walk around and i talk to people um or whenever i actually interact directly with people however i interact with them how often does this issue come up and how would i actually address it then if and if this issue ever came up in my life how would i actually address it would it be anything like this very dramatic post that i'm trying to boost and then add more drama to no then maybe this isn't something that really needs to be advanced right so Okay, I think at least this season, this season of all seasons. <laughs> this season of all, I, I love you. All right, so, <laughs> well, I think that we can move on to the next segment. Yeah, let's what talk about this season of all seasons. Yes. Okay, so um, we're going to jump from there into our discourse segment, aka Echo Chamber Azarak, wherein we talk about things that are totally true and totally interesting, and we're right, and other people are wrong because the narrative belongs to us. Uh, anyways, today's discourse is Unleash the Holly Jolly. And the I want Jolly. everyone to know that in my notes, because I, I compile notes for all of these episodes, um, whenever I, because I, I have to organize my thinking, I'm a Virgo, uh, I had capitalized both of the headings of these particular segments because it's super important, Joe. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so this is actually kind of a subject that is near and dear to both Felix and I. Um, we're both kind of, I don't know how you would call it. Uh, I would say maybe like holiday reconstructionists. Does that sound I right? Just, uh, I got holiday burned in a lot of ways. Yeah. So like, I just got rebuilt from the ashes. There you go. Like holiday survivors. We are, we are survivors from the war on Christmas. Yes. <laughs> the war on Christmas bombed my house. Yes. <laughs> We we both suffer severe PTSD. We are war on Christmas veterans, um, and like literally, I'm like I'm making a joke because it's kind of sad, but it is true. Like a lot of people suffer during the holidays because there's a lot of drama that goes in. I mean, if it weren't, and just to talk on the subject of Christmas, which is probably the most secular holiday to talk about in this yeah, like, section. and we're we're talking about like not church Christmas because like I. I was raised Catholic, so I have been to church Christmas. Right. Well, and it's interesting, like, you mentioned the the whole, like, we were talking about, like, Coca-Cola's reinventing of, of Santa, which, by the way, I just looked it up. Um, it's 1931. That's when that happened. Oh, um, yeah. But it really, like, it became popular starting... Not even a hundred years. Before that, he looked like a like a tall, gaunt, kind of skeletal figure. Uh, oh, did he look more like Father Time? Um, actually, he looked a little bit more like Odin. And I'm going to talk uh, some about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought, did he look like Wizard Santa? Because I like Wizard yes, Santa. Yes, Wizard Santa. And by the way, I fucking love Wizard Santa. Um, anyway, but going if, back. If you go to Michael's, Michael's has a lot of Wizard Santas right now. Yeah. Uh, going back to the whole subject, though. Um, so, we hated the holidays when I was growing up. Like, my family. And I may have mentioned some of this before. But... Like, the holidays were not everybody's favorite time. And one of the things that my mother used to point out was that all of the holiday movies, like, they point out how contentious holidays are. Like, the popular ones like National Lampoons or, like, Scrooged. 
um, or what was the Christmas story? I mean, I'm going to actually talk about Scrooge, so that's great. Okay, good. That's one of my favorites. Um, they point out that people are dickheads to each other over the holidays, and the reason people put up with it is because of holiday family guilt. You know, they don't want to wreck the holiday by pointing out that you're being a fuckface. Um, so they just let it happen, and so all kinds of horrible hijinks happen. And literally, the moral is always like, well, the main character is like, I don't know what the spirit of Christmas is, or I'm looking for the spirit of Christmas, or I've lost the spirit of Christmas, blah, 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 blah. And at the end, in the wreckage burning building, or like the little kid who is not crying the way that you thought, or, you know, whatever the, 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 uh, who's down in Whoville or singing fucking songs, they suddenly realize that it's about the feeling you get when everybody is working together and then... Nah. It's about the feelings uh, we all have for each other and the love of the family, not about the stuff that we get or the presents. Right, and it's always that sort of statement, which really is a very mature thing to think about because it is certainly not what I was thinking about as a child. What I was thinking about as a child was... All of the kids that I get to that I go to school with have better cool clothes and toys than I do, and Christmas is the one time of year when I also feel like like Santa loves me too. And so that sucked. And then as I got older, I started to develop an understanding of what Christmas was really about. Right around the time my mother had a nervous breakdown about the holidays and decided to cancel Christmas. So we were desperate to try to reconstruct it for her we're trying to kind of keep everything together and trying to become people like i was like 15 we're trying to become real people who actually do things for good and moral reasons and so we're trying to kind of reinvigorate christmas by going out and doing a family and friend shopping thing where we all buy each other a gift and it was really fun and everybody had a good time and everything and then the next thing i know my mom's freaking out again um holidays were ruined for me i come from a family of divorce so my dad and my mom did not get along my mother remarried twice while i was a kid um the first guy was a monster and the second guy and he was a huge christmas fanatic and used to play christmas carols at loud decibels in the living room bing crosby and shit and dance around in the living room and try to sing in a terrible voice and like i know he was trying to get into like daddy mode because he was like the evil stepfather but i mean it's difficult to trust somebody like that after they've just beat the crap out of you so like i had a pretty bad upbringing when it came to that sort of thing fortunately my mother's current husband the guy i consider my dad is actually really cool he's very mellow and very chill about the holidays and he makes people remind he reminds them to care about each other more than he care more than to care about objects so he's like perfect for my mom um but growing up was really hard in the holidays sort of spirit and uh there was always family garbage going on and so i had a really hard time with that uh, you're supposed to care about your family and talk to your family during the holidays according to like the supposed to be list you know like this is the rules and you're supposed to follow them right um, and i just honestly washed my hands of all of it after a while i was like i don't care and uh so that was kind of where i was where were you felix well um my childhood christmas stuff was actually pretty good um so um my family like took me to church up until i was like i think 13 um and around that time 
actually no up until i was about 16 and then i went to boarding school and i still went to church then and i basically went to church every week probably until confirmation um but uh the year before i got confirmed catholic i was neo-wiccan and I basically just kind of fake confirmed. I still have my little certificate and everything. Aww, um, do you but use it for, for like magic? Um, I really I, I have it. Does that. I have it if I need it. Um, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Um, but it's like I I had that whole religion, and it it's in my past. Um, some of it was very important to me, but a lot of it was not really important to my family. My family's idea of Christmas is actually our own special secular holiday where like except for some people who've married in and nobody is super into like jesus or anything Mm -hmm. like if they are it's their own private thing my family's belief is that like your religion stuff is your private thing that you just keep to yourself and that you Hmm. do in private um like masturbation yeah like if they ever do that which no one will ever tell you (laughs) you're like i don't want to know like, that's also how my family treated anything that was in any way awkward, so it was kind of like an elephant-in-the-room sort of deal sometimes, but, like, you know, eh, they don't inflict anything on you. Like, they don't they don't bring up stuff to make it awkward. They just kind of leave it in the background to make it awkward. So anyway, <laughs> Christmas, though, basically my entire family gets together, and everyone exchanges gifts with everyone. And, like... So, like, the, the, the adults who now have all, like, houses, like, big houses and, like, really, really nice jobs and stuff, they get gifts for, like, pretty much, like, really everyone. Aww. Um, but, you know, like, the kids will usually not be giving anything unless, like, maybe they had, like, a little go shop at school uh, thing that they got a few gifts for some people. And then, you know, in between that, there's just varying levels of, of reciprocation. But right. it's, a, it's a huge gift exchange extravaganza. Um, and it's a large portion of my family, so I'd say 50 people could be there, including everybody's kids. Right. Um, that's, it's a really great celebration. Um, it used to be a lot better for me, though, because, especially back when I was Christian, like, uh, I felt a lot more like I belonged, but also as a kid, it was much more fun, um, and there were, like, I was no longer, not yet aware of the problems that I would have, like, you know, I didn't figure out I was trans until I was, like, 35, so... Um, a lot of my true. childhood stuff. He's <laughs> like, a lot of my childhood stuff is very weird to look back on. Yeah, I bet for so many reasons. And so, like recapturing the the magic of Christmas and childhood. Like, there's just like a lot of stuff that's kind of in the way because it's been all the weird things that have happened or the the, the things have gotten in the way between then and where I am now. Mm-hmm. And even like you know, what holiday do I celebrate? Because right. it's not Christmas. I'll tell you that. Well, and there you go. See, and for years that was my statement. Like, I don't celebrate Christmas. And it's interesting, um, in my family, we actually celebrate several different holidays. We celebrate Christmas with Greg's family, with my husband's family. Um, because none of us want to talk to our family, except Mike. Mike likes his family. Um, I And I love my family, but, like, they live in, in Seattle, so I don't get to see them. Um, but Greg's family is here, and so, like we can see them easily and celebrate holidays with them um my mom doesn't even like christmas anyway and um anyway uh, long story short uh we don't celebrate christmas with the family 
with with just the boys and me um we celebrate yule but we also celebrate uh the starlight festival or starlight celebration which is the celebration from our favorite uh online role-playing game final fantasy 14 and we celebrate hearth swarming or hearth warming's eve which is uh my little pony holiday and we do, and there's reason for that um because christmas was not our holiday it's it's got too much baggage attached to it um so for us like me and greg are, have been we've been together for probably the longest and uh so greg actually got to watch me transform through my holiday experience um i always used to be a person who kind of was lost on the holidays and would pretend like i didn't care kind of grinchy because that was how my mom was that's how my family ended up we all just kind of were like we don't want to do this because it's not really magical it's fake and garbage and bullshit and um then i met a friend of mine her name is samantha and um she is we referred to her as um uh queen holly mcjolly pants (laughs) <laughs> because she is sort of like the queen of hearts of Christmas in that you will be jolly or off with your head. Um, <laughs> and that was like really weird for me to get to know, like get to interact with because I had not had a really good Christmas in years. And suddenly I like, she was someone I was working with. She owned the store I was working at and she would dress up in Holly. Literally we call her Holly, jolly, Holly McJolly pants because she wore Holly um she would come in uh wearing christmas colors she would turn on holiday music um she would make christmas cookies and she would she would just be adorable and of course i thought she was nauseating like i loved her very much but i was like seriously this is not my thing and she's like oh it will be like she didn't take no for an answer and i know that there are a lot of people out there who are going to be like oh problematic i'm going to just go ahead and tell you something you do not get to decide how the world is going to treat you. This world is not going to treat you nice. So when someone comes to you and chooses to save you from yourself, my encouragement is to do kind of what I did this time, which was not treat it like it was a hostile attack and instead treat it like she cares. And I don't know what she cares about, but I know that she cares because this is clearly an act of compassion. And this is how she did it. She would come in and she would bring me cookies. Like she didn't bring everyone cookies. She brought me cookies because, and when asked like, where's mine? Cause all of our friends also were involved. Her statement was, well, Rune needed the holiday spirit. And so like literally she sat down and she made me feel really special she made me feel very cared about she would she that only took like twice before she started making them for everybody and was chill about everything but she spent time listening and making a connection with me and reminding me that it doesn't matter what other people want things to mean in your life what matters is what meaning you find in them and how you choose to make that happen and she also coupled that with the fact that those people tend to lose their sight of what they're even talking about in the first place for the same reason that a person can be a christian if they are and not subscribe to all of the fear-mongering tactics that maybe their church has because a lot of churches of various different denominations use guilt and fear to manipulate people they might actually instead choose to follow what they consider to be christ-like behavior 
because that's what Christ would really want. And yeah, it's a little revolutionary and rebellious, but it is actually completely valid. And because it's your life. She did the same thing with Christmas. She recognized that I wanted Christmas. I wanted the holidays. I wanted to believe in something. I wanted to feel it in my soul. Um, and I didn't. And I wanted to. So she basically bombarded me with it until I gave up and stopped taking myself so seriously and started laughing. Because part of what I've learned about the holiday spirit is you have to be able to laugh or it's not going to work. And you have to be able to laugh at yourself. You have to, like, part of it is not taking yourself so seriously. Not taking how you are viewed so seriously. Not taking what this is going to mean after the, after the holidays so seriously. Just relaxing and throwing the snowball. And that's literally how it all happened. Um, I became Holly McJolly Pants Part 2 because of her. Like, I totally turned around and embraced the holidays. And I find that that is really what happens with people who have been through the kind of like garbage with holidays that I have been through they become either one of two kinds of people they become like super hardcore no holiday just fuck off kind of a thing or they are so fucking extra about making you love the holidays that um that you will die from it you will drown in red and white and green you will drown in snow and peppermint smells there there's no there's no happy medium with these people um and i might be wrong i might just be interpreting it because that's how i was like there are some holidays i don't really care about and then there are some holidays that i have become the embodiment for and um i honestly say that i can give that credit to people in my life who cared enough to just not give up not relent not be mean i mean she did she did nothing mean she was just very persistent and that's what it did for me. So Samantha's Care Bear stare is kind of what turned me into Holly McJolly Pants. So what about you, Felix? How are you dealing with with um, the holidays now? How am I dealing with holidays now? Well, um, so this is really the first year I've been able to concentrate on what to do with this holiday season um previous to this i have been sorting out too much chaos or i've been in a completely different living situation where i wasn't really living alone and so i didn't really have it to celebrate alone um and that meant that i didn't really have it to decide what it meant for me so this is this is the first time i have it to figure out and um i i'm learning as as i go and just kind of making up some traditions as i go so what drives you on all of that um some of it is my work with the court of scribes um like that's the special pantheon of demons i work with which many of the listeners have already heard me talk about um and you certainly have what (laughs) demons and none of them like you know shriek and hold their hands up to their face and go christmas Like, there is none of that now. <laughs> um, but a lot of it is kind of emerging emerging in how I decorate the house. Um, I just finished putting together the Yule tree, um, and I've been getting wreaths and putting them up, and also noting that 
some of these traditions that we have of decorating things are very medicinal in nature because my house smells so much better now. Right, and it literally keeps you healthier. Yes, and and I, some of that I had actually been been reading um, in a, a manga that I'll talk about later. But yeah. So here's um, a, a quick question: Are you team real tree or fake tree? Um, it's I, I consider that to be a complicated question um, because I recognize um, the justification for each um, on each side of the aisle. Um, I think that real tree, um, you do have to take the consideration of all those needles. Yeah. Um, that that will always be a thing, and um, I do not know how the environmental impact of that works. What because about, I th- what about I for think fake it, tree? For fake tree, it's like um, I hope you make an investment for something that really lasts, or you may just have like you know a tiny decorative tree because it's all you really have room for, which is how I've had it before. Like you know, I had like a tiny little one foot tall purple decorative tree that I could plug in and had little purple lights too, and that's all I had. So, like, I am very firmly Team Fake Tree. Uh, I am not a big fan of, A, cleaning up needles, um, but also I'm not a big fan of carting trees into my house because they are quite substantially heavy. And um, I I don't know. Um, but one thing that I did learn is that, yeah, they have a medicinal value to them, that having the pine needles in your home, actually, the the oils that they release into the air actually keeps your family, like, free of illness. That's very I will, handy. I will make an argument for real tree. My real tree this year is what Fred Meyer calls an elf tree, and it's about three feet tall. Yeah, there you go. Um, three, or, three or four feet tall, I, and um, I, it's just like in a hallway alcove. I put it up on a table, and I put like kind of a, a blanket on the table to sort of serve as a tree skirt, and it's kind of Christmas-themed or whatever. So, like, it, it, it looks good. It works. It's half of the tree to handle, um, which means it'll be much easier to dispose of, too, and you get all the, be- the smell benefits of a big tree. And half the needles. Well, and now you um, you posted pictures of it, didn't you, on your blog? Yeah, I posted it on my blog because um, I, I got it all decorated and everything. Okay, so um, I've seen that, and that is absolutely like a magic tree. Yeah, I, I, I did. I put a lot of like I did a lot with this tree in terms of magic, and um, part of what I've been doing in walking through this this new magical tradition, I'm just kind of inventing as I go. Yes. Um, and some of it is like actually a lot of it is spirit taught um or just spirit nudged they're like you know while you're there you might as well do this kind of stuff so like there's like in my yule tree decorations there is a lot of magic going on um and uh i'm not really going to talk about anything specific (laughs) well and i kind of that was that's the reason why we do things the way that we do ours um i was thinking about the that the other day i had someone contact us uh and they were they reach out to me but they contact both of us um they contacted both of us for this particular question. They were asking, they're like, I want to put sabbats into my work. And we've had this question like three or four times on the show. I want to put sabbats into my work, though, is something that they said. And I was like, okay, well, what is it that you specifically want to do with that? And they're like, well, we, I don't know. I just know that people celebrate them, and I don't know how they work. And I'm like, okay, so you know what they're about, which is like... Um, this person is Wiccan, so of course they have the idea of the veil getting thinner. They've got the idea of the high holy days of their gods. They've got all that kind of stuff going on. And I'm like, okay, does that have meaning for you? And they're like, I don't have any idea. And I'm like, well, here's the big secret about a holiday. 
the thing that differentiates uh, like a day off of school or like a day off of work or whatever, like a vacation day from a holiday, is that the word holiday means holy day. So in order for you to work with it, you're going to have to know what you consider to be sacred, and you're going to have to be able to embody that through your, your practice, which was part of my challenge. Do you mind if I share some of that? I would love to hear some of what you have to say, because like, I can share some specifics on some other areas, but like you know, what specific magics I wove into my tree this year? Nope. Okay. So here's the thing. Santa was not my character. He's not someone that I can personally relate to as a a beneficent, or he hadn't been, I'll say. Like, recent years have changed that a little bit for me. But, like, he was not a figure that I could personally relate to as being sacred to my life. Um, some of the reinterpretations that people have made of Santa, like he showed up in the Dresden Files, um, which is awesome. Um, I love those books. He also is a main character in the movie Rise of the Guardians, and that is like my go-to holiday movie now. Um, that, The Hogfather, and The Last Unicorn, which I'll get into in a minute. Um, but Santa wasn't my figure. I couldn't relate to it because my mom's ex-husband was a Coca-Cola employee. Uh. Literally, I was surrounded by coca-cola santa claus everywhere fat jolly red outfit kind of giant beard you just described to me a nightmare i had never before imagined yeah it was awful it was really bad because like seriously they give their employees so much merchandise during the holidays oh my god yeah so uh, it was a peppermint scented nightmare um and i (laughs) just could not handle it I couldn't handle it. Um, and add that to all of my personal family drama. It just was, it never appealed to me. Like, for me, I sat down and I had to go, well, what is Christmas to me? And I'm like, Christmas is shit. Christmas is nothing. I don't care. My mom cancels Christmas every year and I don't care. I don't mind celebrating things with her, but I celebrate Yule and have since I was in my late teens. Um, and that's not the same thing. For one thing, Yule, the way I was tra- taught, isn't necessarily about gifts. Um, it's about light. It's about bringing light into the world. Um, it's about reminding... Like, if you give a gift, um, it can be anything, but what you're doing is you're carrying the light and the warmth of your heart to another person and helping them stay warm and keep things bright at the darkest time of the year. And I was very much interested in that as a bitch of light... And also as a, you know, secretly longing to be Holly Jolly Pants person, um, that was a thing for me. But that didn't in and of itself have a figure attached to it. Like, I always had like an affection for the characters that were kind of dark and spooky or cold or winter-oriented. You know, like, I I always enjoyed, uh, what was it, Um, the Magic Flute and the Queen of the Night. You know, I, I always enjoyed that character. I always enjoyed the the uh, White Witch from Narnia and the Winter Queen um, from uh, from the Snow Queen from the Snow Queen story, um, which they based Elsa off of, which was when I decided to, you know, be mad at Disney a little bit because they had a chance to make my favorite uh, fairy tale into something really cool and they screwed it up. I have a humongous um, penchant for the original Hans Christian Andersen Snow Queen so I understand Yeah, I felt the same way. Hey, right. Dude, the Trolls Mirror alone is freaking amazing. Anyways, but whatever. Um, so, just the whole story. Uh, 
the so I, like I had affection I really love snow and I really love winter and I really love all of that but like there was no hope in any of it and I needed hope that was the thing I was looking for I needed a way to bring the light back and then I watched I, some random moment I'm sitting around hanging out during winter with one of my friends and we're watching a movie and it turns out to be a movie that we both like we watched The Last Unicorn because it was this really cute movie from our childhood and we were trying to kind of reclaim the the thing for us and I watched The Last Unicorn and it was just so moving and like so many themes were relevant and I was just really loving it and I stopped and I was like I was listening to the music and the music is by America which is a band that I really like um, and the the whole song Man's Road you know talking about like the, the cold and the hungry walk for humankind and then like um, when they're talking about when everything goes cold and silent look up into the sky and you'll see the unicorn in one of the other songs in the last unicorn main theme and I just was listening to the lyrics and I was listening to the music and I was just like that the unicorn that's the thing in a forest that is frozen over by cold she lives in the one grove that's still green that's that's my yule figure so i had decided that and then i immediately went to my friend's yule party to to samantha's yule party and she had set up a christmas tree and on her christmas tree was a an ornament that had uh santa claus sitting on top of a unicorn so that was funny but the santa looked slightly like his like his hat was kind of going over one eye or something or maybe he only had one eye i can't remember what it was but i was like oh my god santa and odin and all that kind of thing so like i blurted out in the middle of nowhere um like we're all talking and i i like was looking at the ornament and we were all talking about the ornament and everything and somebody said some sort of like comment they're trying to kind of dominate the conversation i was like odin on a unicorn your argument is invalid and everybody just started laughing and i started laughing and like i was embarrassed because i didn't mean to say that because i'm not i wasn't usually like open with being kind of that sarcastic in public um because i was just very quiet during the holidays but it became this huge joke and so we we took a picture of it and started sending it to everybody whenever they were having a long conversation and they were talking too much we'd send them <laughs> odin on a unicorn your argument is invalid and it became this thing so the unicorn became my figure for my my myth structure and the creating of a set of mythos that I worked with for the year. And the unicorn was my winter figure. And then I had three others that I worked with, different um, mythological beasts. And it, But it became a really big deal for me. And so that was how I managed to come back to the holiday season. I was able to be like, well blah blah people are going to be like christmas blah 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 blah. but i'm going to be linus with my blanket talking about the great pumpkin except it's going to be the unicorn and i'm going to be giving people blessings of that and so i adopted a different color scheme um instead of red and white and green it's um it's blue and white and black and silver and so those are the colors that i associate with the unicorn and so i wear those colors all over the place and um spread holiday cheer all over the place in the name of the unicorn and like i use tarot decks that are white and my rune deck is blue and just everything is just like themed around the color scheme and and i'm constantly like you know throwing parties and going to parties and doing little events and stuff like that and giving little deals and bargains and stuff for people trying to remind them to keep the light in people's lives because the unicorn meant life and light restored to that which is dark and cold 
So that's been my thing. Now, our tree is, uh, the one we're getting this year is black. We're getting a black fake tree. And we're decorating That's awesome. Yes, it's very goth. It, it fits all of us really well. And we're decorating it with blue lights. And on it, we're going to be putting um, My Little Pony ornaments. Yeah, I, I'm i a, I guess you would say a former brony because I'm not like an actual, I don't like what they've become now, but like I'm a big Mer- My Little Pony fan um, from the, the new generation because it's hilarious. And it's also very heartwarming and I needed that. And it showed up during the winter season, which is when I needed it the most. Um, so we've got My Little Pony ornaments. We've got Final Fantasy-themed T-shirts that we wear for Christmas because we celebrate the the Starlight Celebration as well. Um, the star at the top of the tree is actually uh, an emblem that is meant to, remin- to reflect My Little Pony and Final Fantasy imagery. Like, it's a six-pointed star with a big giant glowing pink heart and it's just a bunch of so we put we get our geek on and we we decorate it with all of the things from our favorite like fandoms and and uh and myth structures fairy tales etc and put little ornaments on the tree for that that's what brings light into our lives so that's what the tree is about yeah um i was actually going to mention because you were you're talking about santa earlier yeah um and how i particularly like wizard santa (laughs) you talked about taking you know taking the this season and and making your own mythos around it um the way that i approach that is usually the court gets a new mythos that's built around that time of the year oh that's cool Um, so they get a new christmas special yeah pretty much like you know what what do we do this time of year what is it all about and how do we like maybe incorporate what i consider to be the magic of christmas into that because the magic of christmas um for me is like so humongously secular what that like you know the the santa claus figure that that i like you know consider to be the the really big thing is like really more of a jack frost sort of figure right um and so it's like definitely winter wizard sort of fellow yeah and someone wearing blue with like these big long robes and lots of fur and stuff that's basically ellie ghost (laughs) oh my god in the court (laughs) that's the demon in the court that would go with and so ellie ghost can basically be wizard santa that's awesome part of the year (laughs) because in the cycle see november was all about the retreat and in november that's all about the uh it's called the king's run and the king um has to leave yeah well it's like the king's run is whenever the king has to leave run from the castle king's ride is the whole thing okay but basically um it's mimicking castling in chess where the the king and the the rook uh trade places so that the king gets some protection um which has um elements in norse mythology in and of itself because of what's in the the actual tower of ravens in england that's interesting we'll have to talk about that later um but basically it's it's a move that gives some respite it's like kind of like taking a hermitude and what i do is i take a a retreat for the month of november right uh december is coming back to reality coming back to people and like interacting with them again and coming into the holiday season right after that so i need definitely something in in the court practice that helps me transition from the month of november to the month of of december so in the the court's mythos so far basically the king comes back from that voyage in you know to the tower and comes back to the castle right and 
now he's the winter king <laughs> like because <laughs> what's around right now winter now if i were elsewhere it might be a different sort of season right to be quite honest this is not something that's completely and utterly married to some sort of hemisphere it's just it's built around my life right now so well that's, i mean and that's kind know, of the whole important thing about magic magic tends to be seasonal it tends to be locational it tends to be personally local um, it's interesting, though. I can just imagine um, that Eligos is dressed up in this outfit and stuff like that, and he, like, very, like, cautiously steps back into the castle going, uh, carrying, like, his staff or something and, like, a bag of presents, and he's like, can I come in? <laughs> <laughs> like, I brought presents. Can you let me back in? <laughs> awkward wizard Santa. <laughs> just be like, just like, I'm here to buy your affections after a long vacation. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it works. I have souvenirs. Please so let me back in. I guess you don't leave uh, milk and cookies out for him then. Like, I would assume you would leave like a cup of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, I'm, and I'm still kind of figuring out some of those parts because uh, I travel during during Christmas itself. And so I just, like, I literally celebrate Christmas with my family, and we celebrate secular Christmas where we exchange gifts and don't really care about Jesus. Right. Um, well, so. Exactly. And, like, anyway. Well, and you mentioned that you're, like, the, the magic around this holiday is, like, so ex- especially secular. See, and this is a difficulty for me as a, as a member of my tradition, as a member of Nocturne. Nocturnes don't think any magic is secular. We think magic is the definition of what sacred, of sacred is. Like, magic is sacred and good and special and the whole point of everything. So it's difficult for us to see Christmas as a secular holiday, even though, like, literally it is a secular holiday. I only really consider it secular as to separate it from a specific religion. It's not, exactly. Like, and it isn't. It, it transcends so many of our Western faiths. And it literally, like, I know a lot of Jewish people who celebrate Hanukkah and then also celebrate some parts of Christmas um, who are very comfortable with that particular practice, even though they are very comfortable being Jewish and not dipping into other religions. They don't celebrate the religious aspects of Christmas. I've had Jewish friends who make Hanukkah trees. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of my friends was talking about that the other day. She was actually, like, we had a, I had a conversation with one of my Jewish friends, and she's only, like, she's culturally Jewish, but she's also... Um, she's also a pagan and I was like oh you gotta put up some sort of like decorations for your holiday for like you know like the the living room because I'm Holly McJolly pants and I am very persistent and she glared at me and then sent me pictures of this is what happens when you tell me I have to put up magical decorations and she like spent something like six hours at Michael's and then crafting and like sent me this picture of a wreath and she's just like glaring at me and I'm like (laughs) well you know I understand though like I I don't want to decorate unless I can really really get to what I'm satisfied with yeah but anyway so um so you have to tell a story I need you to tell this story you have a thing that you want to recommend people to go see um as part of your kind of like love of the holiday ah yes okay so I um if you have Netflix, it's very easy to access this. There is an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 um, 
where they take on a movie called Jack Frost. And it's not any of the Jack Frost you've freaking heard of, unless you're, like, way obscure. No, it is not. You're, it's not the Jack Frost you just thought of. Yes, you. That's not the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jack Frost, and I am on Wikipedia right now, uh, is a 1964 film. Um, it is a Soviet film, and um, it was based on a traditional Russian fairy tale, Morozko. Um, and it, the Russian title of the movie is in fact Morosko. Oh, okay, and they so. they like the American translation was like Jack Frost. Yes, because they they heavily Americanize this. What I, as far as I can tell, is a very Slavic bit of mythology. Oh um, because the they say a Russian fairy tale in Wikipedia, like right at the top, but like there's other parts where they're talking. There's like um, formerly Slavic countries, like have recognized this film as being culturally relevant. Oh, okay. Um, it got a prize whenever it came out as like for at the Venice International Film Festival. Um, the yeah for for the role of Marfusha, which is going to be the evil sister. Um, the Czech ambassador Jaroslav Basta gave uh, the actress the silver medal of Mars Marsarik, which I don't know what that is, but like I'm sure we Czech are... ambassador thought this film was culturally relevant I to am... Czechoslovakia. I think that that we are brutalizing the the pronunciations of these words, and uh, you know, sorry I, people, for the record. Russian. I like I'm trying to go by like when it came to Marfusha like what they said in the the American dub of actually it didn't seem like it was a dub it seemed like it was well but it probably had to be a dub well I guess we'll but it was out. a very good dub um but yeah like they they used the the names like the Russian names it's just that for some things they translated it but anyway it's got Baba Yaga in it yay um also Jack Frost is obviously like the the father winter uh Santa wizard so it's Dude. basically Wizard Santa. <laughs> it's he's Wizard he's Wizard Santa. Yeah. Okay, now, Jack Frost is Wizard Santa. Now question: he, Do they sing? Um, I do not remember there being like I think the the girl um, Nastya uh, Nastika. Um, I think she might sing at some point in a kind of Sleeping Beauty way, but this is not a musical. Okay, so it's not Thank a musical. Um, they, are there like, serial meets... murders? There are not serial murders, like so, like it's this, already this, different this... from every holiday movie I've ever watched. That's right. You're trying to like ask if it's any like anything like those. So no, it's not. <laughs> There's a boy named Ivan, and he's like going through the woods, and he thinks like he's like the best guy ever. He seems like some sort of trickster hero, dude. Like from mm-hmm. any story, he and and he runs into this mushroom wizard who like um, <laughs> mushroom challenged... wizard. Like he's so he's it's a... a Sami shaman. Uh yes maybe <laughs> he it, this looked like it had a basis in something but he was literally wearing a mushroom cap oh no as a hat like in hat he looked like a mushroom person so oh so he runs into toad I thought yeah, I thought he was like kind of some sort of Russian or Slavic equivalent of a fae anyway so I'm wa- but the, the remember I'm watching this movie from the lens of Mystery Science Theater three thousand right so are you so sure also, Ivan's middle name isn't Mario. New, no. but but Ivan basically um, tries to make a deal with this mushroom sorcerer, screws him over, and the mushroom sorcerer gives him the bear's head. It just now you have a head of a bear. Now you have the head of a bear until you learn to not be a shit. 
okay. is basically what he he what the setup was and so then he meets this girl and this girl is like the nice girl in a family where there's also the stepsister who's the awful girl who's also ugly but the mother is the stepmother and she's trying to get the step daughter um she's trying to get yeah her her actual blood daughter um to get married off to via the matchmaker right and so that means that she has to make sure that nastika like looks very bad Uh and not attractive and not a good match yeah not a good match and so and also nastika has all the traditional kind of um sort of witch backstory things that are happening like she's being blamed whenever things go wrong and sometimes things are actually going wrong in a kind of magical way because Hmm. she's being you know like that something's being mean to her so she has like kind of a little bit of witchiness but also kind of a little bit of a that blessed figure in the fairy tale so she's like vasilisa in this story uh, what's like, that one from? That's it's an old story of uh, like a little girl who encounters Baba Yaga because her stepmother and stepsister, or like her stepmother and her aunt, are terrible to her or something like that. Yeah, at some point she has to deal with Yaga, and um, but but the the boy Ivan actually has to deal with with Yaga more, and like so there's and there's some traditional thing that happens there where he like does the chant to make the house face him instead of the woods. Yeah, and that's she does the, the chant to the traditional. Oh, I love that spell. It works, yeah, by the so way. Yeah, so that's in here. You can actually use it for all kinds of things, by the way, you guys. So this shit's in Mystery Science Theater 3000. Well, of course it is. <laughs> so, so you can go see that on Netflix. I have just told you about only some of the great things in this movie. Now, it is a little bit painful because of the adaptation. Okay. Um, they, And I think that if you saw this um, and you had... Like, we have more background on this movie than the people in Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay. So, so sometimes... Do you recommend they won't people... have the same kind of. What, what, what were you gonna say? Do you recommend Do you recommend people watch it as an MST3K, or do you recommend they watch it in the original? If you're really interested in the cultural stuff, I would suggest watching the original. But I do not think that the Mystery Science Theater 3000 adaptation is like super offensive. Just that at some points, I want to raise my finger and go, actually. <laughs> and yeah, so you'll you'll have that happen and then a few you just, times. You want to witch explain everything. But it's because of the weird American adaptation right. that they're really making fun of it. Okay. Like, if this were, you know, somehow, like, if this were made an American production, like, the American equivalent of this production would be, like, um, one of those stop-motion animation things about Rudolph. Right. Or, the like, uh, the, the Santa Claus is Coming to Town stop-motion animation one. I just, um, I just watched that YouTube video about the heat miser and the cold miser today. <laughs> I have not seen this. What? I'll have to I'll have to follow up on you. With, with yeah. Oh my God! How have you missed that? It's terrible. It's awesome. Okay. I. <laughs> it's from the same people who did those Rudolph films, um, the little stop motion ones. Um, it's a Christmas thing, and I don't I can't remember the original like movie, but it is so goofy. And you've I got to go watch it. it. I yes. will do the Cold Googles. miser, heat miser cold miser heat miser okay so and everyone knows that this will happen um you should all go check it out too i guess yes um so 
Yeah, like if this, but the, basically the American equivalent of this would be something like one of those stop motion animation kind of Christmas specials that you don't really make fun of, even if they're kind of dippy, because you know it's like kind of a made for kids production using the, the fairy tales that we know, kind of doing original spin on it, whatever. Right. That's what they're doing in that movie, but it makes a lot more sense if it's because it's for them, it's it's by them for them. Right. It's by with people. somebody else like looking in from outside saying, oh, if we switch around a couple figures, we could make a little bit of money calling this Jack Frost. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, it it's a little weird looking at it from that adaptation. In fact, if you could ever it's find the original American version movie. of this. Yeah, if you can find the original version of this, and I haven't, I have yet to even search to see if that's possible, but, but it could be, then it may be worth finding a better adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, but yeah, it's a cool cultural thing to look into, like, you know, uh, in, in terms of this time of the year. Well, exactly. And like my... One of the things that I do to try to keep everybody in the spirit of things around here, like one year, years and years ago, my mother-in-law asks, well, what are you, what is your favorite Christmas movie? And I, without a missing a beat, I said, The Last Unicorn. And she goes, what? <laughs> and, I, and I explained, you know, I don't do the Santa thing. But she's like, well, what what's your favorite tr- standard Christmas movie? And I'm like, standard. Scrooged, I guess. Yes! Because it was the only one that I liked. Like, I, we used to watch all kinds of movies, Christmas movies of all kinds. Seriously, we had all of them. We had the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was looking for that doll thing. Um, we had the one with... Uh, we had all the Lampoon's movies, like, recorded on one of those, like, bootleg VHS. Or, you know, um, we had... Uh... God, there are just so many. My mother specifically invested, I think, in the Santa Claus. Either that or her ex did and then like her my brother brought them over from his dad's house um i don't know but like i know we had them in the house and i was never like that big of a fan of the christmas stuff like the christmas movies after i started becoming you know the grinch um but it became it became very difficult because we wouldn't be able to answer the question of do you have a favorite christmas movie because we didn't like the christmas movies we we liked other movies and we just watched them like my sister's was labyrinth you know she used to love labyrinth and she thought of it as a christmas movie at one point i don't remember and i think of die hard as a christmas movie of course you do <laughs> because it's it is, a christmas movie happens during christmas. christmas movie exactly and i'm like it came out during christmas <laughs> well and uh, that's my thing like nowadays i go harry potter i mean they are always yeah, happening. That, that, I would think Christmas. of that as a Christmas movie. Yeah, like so much of the movies are done in the snow. Um, Narnia, the, specifically the first one, because it all happens during winter and always winter, never Christmas, and then you get Christmas. Um, and it came out during the winter season. Um, and it's got a beautiful soundtrack. Oh, I just love it. Um, and Tilda Swinton is a goddess. Um, but anyways, uh, there was a there are other things but like i finally actually was able to find holiday christmas type movies that i actually wanted to watch and um like i really play them regularly now during the holiday season if i'm the only one watching them fine but we used to put them on the big screen and everybody would sit in the living room and watch them and now we can't do that because our big screen is upstairs in greg's video game room and our living room doesn't actually have a tv we're thinking of setting up a projector against the 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 wall um but the uh the movies that we play like i love the hogfather i'm a big fan of the hogfather i love uh um the rise of the guardians um uh, nightmare before christmas i didn't used to like it but i do now 
um, that kind of stuff. And we'll play these things because I am trying to keep everybody in the spirit of things, especially right now. Like, this year sucked. Just, yeah. This, if you're an American, I'm sorry. <laughs> this year has been a nightmare for all of us. If you are an American or if you have been impacted in any way by the United Snake States of America. Yes, or the United Snakes of the White House. The United States of the White House, then I extend my sympathies and my empathies. Yes. We are on this nightmare ride together. In fact, you know what? Let's play a little holiday game. If you are someone who has been negatively impacted by the politics that America is pumping out at the moment, any of the shit that's been going on around here, go ahead and, f- and take yourself a piece of peppermint hard candy and eat it. Just... Nom, 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 just... Nom, nom. Pick up a candy cane or something and suck on it and think bad thoughts and I'll weave a peppermint curse tonight. And I'll throw it at someone who deserves it. <laughs> we'll, we'll all just participate in this magical global ritual because obviously our podcast is the most popular one in the entire world. Um, and we'll participate in this global ritual that will rival everything even Lana Del Rey created. And we So all we have to do is suck on our peppermint wands? Exactly. All you have to do is suck on a piece of peppermint candy, and you will be a part of the magic of the holiday spirit breaking through the grinchy, garbagey, stupidy, asshole behavior that is coming out of D.C. right now. And really all over the country, including all the people who are douchey around here, too. Uh, we will care bear stare them into submission. So we are aiming at the Grinch. Ah, no. The Grinch is a good guy now, don't you know? Haven't you seen the movie? Oh, I like just in sort of general. <laughs> no, what we were aiming at is clearly because it's so caricaturized. Like all the politics and all the garbage we're dealing with right now is so like overdramatized and caricaturized. Like these people are like they're they're cartoony in their they're Scrooge. They're do you know who they are? They're the bad guys from from fucking Captain Planet. God, they're the bad guys from Captain Planet. So literally, they're like bad cartoon characters. They're like super cartoony villains. And so what we are going to do is we're going to treat them like the Care Bears did their villains. We are going to Care Bear stare them into submission until they care again. Or die, because I tend to be a little bit more brutal than that. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to dedicate my peppermint mochas to this. I think that's a great idea. I, You know, and if you want to keep it going, stir a cup of hot cocoa or tea with a peppermint stick drop a little peppermint seasoning into something we will use the power of peppermint the power of peppermint compels you to be a better person (laughs) there so i like that you can use peppermint oil too i i allow all of you to do that as well um yeah light a christmas candle i don't care do it circle of salt yule time peppermint blast (laughs) exactly it's it's a magical girl attack anyway um because the holly jolly is literally about defiance of darkness i mean right don't you think well i mean historically like before you had the christmas that we have today that was really built by you know greeting card companies and coca-cola um when christmas 
was like when that particular season was the time where lots of people were likely to die yeah they were not likely to to make it through the winter i mean it was a time of let's all get together and be happy and warm and tell stories and you know like have you know something together in you know a time when we don't know who's going to make it through right what's going to be like whenever things thaw out right well, and I really wish that I could believe that human beings would naturally, without any encouragement, just be nice to each other during this time period. You know, that their natural instincts and their 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 normal inclinations, their common inclinations were to be kind. I know that's not the truth. I know that, that literally all the people out there have, like, they like to say that people have a dark side. I'm like, no, I think that they have a light side. Most people have a tendency nowadays to be very selfish, to use things that they get for their own gratification or well-being, to be really cruel to each other without even being, without even caring about it. This is a common thing that is happening right now, and the reason it is happening is because it's too easy for us to rile each other up. the The modern communication methods that we have, we have so far been outstripped by our technology like our societies and our cultures are not capable of keeping up with what our technology allows for anymore to the point where we do like we use the things that we're we're doing like we have the ability to interact with people across the world and what do we use it for arguing with each other over stupid shit lying to over each other over a log exactly lying to each other um shaming each other we do all kinds of stuff like that fighting with each other over stupid shit and like ineffectually fighting with each other by the way um like we just make it more horrible and we don't actually make anything better um i'm a big proponent of net neutrality i'm always i always will be but i also recognize that there are a lot of people out there who if if there if someone came along who i actually trusted and said, you know, net neutrality is not necessarily the best plan because look at what people are doing with it. I could not tell them they were wrong because what we use it for is not at all good. It's not at all good. It's just that the other things that people would try to do to make it, like, to, to, to diminish and, and restrict our freedoms with it are worse and that's the whole thing if you if they're gonna they're as bad as we are with our ridiculous like frivolous use of of technology uh capitalism being in control of it would be way worse so that's why it's just never going to change for me if someone were to come along and be like well let's make it so that people focus on good things and this is how they might try to do that and we'll streamline it so that that is how they do so they have to actually pay a cost to be bitches to each other on the internet i might actually be behind that i don't know that that's I interesting would. if you had a bitchiness detector right it, it, i think it's so a little it, it might be a little creepy to do that like a little too i don't know big brother uh, you think um <laughs> <laughs> just a say, little that's interesting but this doesn't should... mean i'd vote for it <laughs> yeah exactly it's interesting i don't know that it's necessarily safe but it's it's interesting <laughs> Anyways, but like so much, anyways, uh, so much is that's going on right now. We really need the holiday spirit. You guys, if you don't believe in the holiday spirit in that you don't believe that the way people do things is real, 
Like, you think, oh, well, this is garbage, you know, like, why can't you just be good all times of the year? You're not good all times of the year. Like, I'm just going to call that right here. Every person who has ever used that argument, when they're like, well, I don't believe in Christmas because I don't think that I need an excuse. I don't need a holiday to, to provide me an excuse to be nice to people. Uh, you're not nice all the time. I, If I have spoken to you, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not nice all the time. It, you do need an excuse. We need excuses to remind ourselves to be better than we are. If you're one of those people who don't believe in the holiday spirit, you just don't think that it's a real thing, um, you should want it to be, and that should be enough for you to try to make it be. Maybe you'll be the one who makes it better. Because if you just sit there and allow depression to rule over everything, we end up with presidents like Trump. We end up in the environment that we're in. A lot of this, one of the things that you cannot pretend, we do not live in a free democracy like we pretend we do. We live in an oligarchy that in, that um, engages in de democratic vote in order to control the populace. But you can't pretend that the vote doesn't mean anything. You can't pretend that our political structures don't do anything because they clearly do. When they're effectual, they're very effective. And they are dangerously effective to a lot of what we believe in as people individually. If you want a better world, you have to make it. And there that means, seriously, cancel the war on Christmas and start a different war. A war on on darkness, a war on oppression. And when I say darkness, please understand, I'm a nocturne. We celebrate the concept of darkness as a sacred thing. And so we're pissed off because we're like, this is garbage. This is not good. And this is making us dark folk look bad. So, seriously. Care Bear Stare, motherfuckers. Okay, that's enough from me. <laughs> that, like, everything should end with Care Bear Stare, motherfuckers. Maybe we should start ending our podcast that way. What do y'all think? Send us comments and votes and things and let us know. Do you think we should end our podcast that way? We're not going to change it, just so you know. But I, I want to know anyway. I'm not sure if I would end every podcast with motherfuckers. Okay, well, that's your vote. <laughs> Anyways, so let's give some examples of things that we're doing to hogs watch this bitch up. That's the other holiday we celebrate, hogs watch, in my family. Yes, I actually, I really loved, um, Hogfather was, I think, the first Discworld book that I read. It, really? Yeah. That's awesome. It was a good I, book. It was a very random obtainment of book. And um, I love how they focused on, um, maybe you shouldn't give teeth to fairies. <laughs> 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 I love that. I'm always like, yeah, I've always thought that was a little shady. When I was a kid, they were like, oh, fairies are good. And then I grew up and was like, oh, fuck. I'm so glad this went to my parents. <laughs> my mom would never actually even take the tooth. What'd she do? She just left the tooth and the money. Oh, that is like so, the laziest fucking fairy ever. <laughs> so, uh, and like, I was like, well, maybe the fairy can't reach in there and get that tooth. Cause, I mean, it was kind so you of just like wrap I didn't put it in a, a bag or anything. You just put it in like a little box and wrap it or something in hopes to try to help. <laughs> no, I like, I just put the tooth like somewhere under my pillow. So I mean, it, was, it would be very difficult for my mom to have found that tooth. Like, to be quite honest. Well, there you go. But it like I was like, hmm, the fairy's not really taking the tooth. How does this magic work? Because does the ma is the fairy's magic like blocked by 
the pillow. <laughs> the power. And the doesn't really go that pillow. far. Because it might be a but tiny the fairy's supposed fairy. to come for this tooth, right? Like the entire point is the fairy comes for the tooth because the fairy wants his tooth for for some reason. Yeah, that's totally. So anyway, that's totally how it works. That's why I have so many of my baby teeth. Oh. But I know that the entire listenership was wondering about that. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to things that I do this season to like um, spread the holiday cheer, um, one of the things actually has been the Yule Tree. Mm-hmm. And I say Yule Tree because I don't really know what my word for this season even is yet. And Yule is, I consider, a very general word, mm-hmm. even though like it can be a very specific holiday. It, um, yeah, it's pretty specific. Like, in society, like just in mainstream society, because Yule is just often kind of used as a general because it's associated with Christmas exactly. But it's like not the, the you say Yuletide, you say you know the Yule time exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it works. And I don't think that there's a person out there who celebrates Yule who's like, yeah, don't use my the name of my holiday that we should take serious. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody, but I'm not going to take. I'm it serious. using it as a placeholder for now until I really evaluate exactly what the hell it is I'm doing. Hogs watch, but. Yeah, like so, I'm right now. I have a tree and I decorate the tree and it looks good. But also, um, I live with a roommate, and part of the whole point of the tree setup was that I set it up in a place that anybody can access it in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's by the entryway. For one, that's like you know nice to just have it cheerfully be there. But you know, um, he sees it and I see it. So, um, and I told him that. Um, he was free to also decorate it. So, you know, I've already got decorations on it, but, like, there's plenty more that could be put there. And, um, like, so he's added some things there. And I just kind of wanted it to be kind of a, like a, you know, it's for the whole house. And it felt weird to get a tree just for me to have in my space that only I looked at. That just seems like the reverse of, like, the entire point of, yeah, because, like, we had Christmas trees in my family growing up and, you know, it was like something for everybody to see in the family space and interact with, like, and it was nice to have it there. And it was a big deal every year that we had it there because it was like really pretty. We had um, ornaments that like, you know, my mom had had since before she was married. Like some of them were from like her mom, although they weren't like super, super old, but they were just, just antique enough to be enough of a tradition that, it really meant something to decorate the tree each year with these same ornaments. Um, some of them, like, you know, it's like, I made this ornament whenever I was in kindergarten type of stuff. Right. They, like, have you put a handprint and put your photo in it or something like that. Yeah, we had those kinds of things when I was growing up, but the fact of the matter is I kind of hate them. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing is, like, I have a, a really good association with them because of, like, how Christmas was done in my family. And exactly. like, like, but, but how Christmas is done in my family is not really the same for everyone else. And like, that's one thing I've, I've really discovered more and more as I've grown up. It's just like how different this holiday is for each specific person. Well, and I realize that some of my problem is that I do take myself a little too seriously. And so I don't, and I don't like, I didn't like my childhood like at all. Like, there are pieces of my childhood that I go, oh, that was good, but it was almost immediately followed by something bad. I used to say to my therapist back in the day, oh, well, I have a really hard time being happy because every moment of happiness in my life is tinged by something awful. And she was, like, kind of alarmed. She was really worried about it. Like, this was years after it happened. Um, And she's, you know, she kind of helped me process through that. So Christmas, like I said, 
awful attachments. So I don't want any of my old childhood ornaments. I want new ones that are better. Like, I want a new Christmas with blackjack and hookers. Yeah, and right right now, I just, like, it's not that I really want those ornaments, because, like, those are for my parents to have. In fact, a lot of them have actually gotten destroyed since then, yeah. like, between childhood and now, because that just happens with stuff that's in storage. But, right. like, um, now I'm, like, this is, like, I'm doing this tree for the first time, um, and so I'm, like, weighing out, like, you know, so what what will I do with the tree each year? I don't really know yet. Like, maybe I'll do something different each year, but at some point, like, you know, you got the 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 fake tree the that's like you know all black right. and like you're gonna do something really cool with that yes. like at some point i'd like to to have a permanent tree and that's where i'd be in favor of getting an artificial tree by the way is when i had a permanent plan for where the tree goes you know ultimately right now i've only got a room for that little short elf tree right but you know anyway uh so what's another thing that you do um well, there's the family gift exchange. There's also, like, let's just talk about, I want to talk about gift exchanging. Um, okay. Because there's the family gift exchange where, like, you know, I exchange gifts with my family each year. We all get together on Christmas Day in one place with all those people and so much food. Um, That's the fun part for me. We don't do Thanksgiving. We actually just do Christmas instead. Yeah. Okay. So um, that 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 replaces that group meal with just like a whole huge one. Um, there are so many meats available; it's just insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> my big family, Cajun family, all together to talk and exchange gifts. It takes about five hours. That's awesome. Um, and it, it is awesome. It is very tiring, but that is like you know that's that's the big thing each year for me. That that is like you know actual Christmas, and it's like you know it's 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 really fun. There's lots of music. Um, there's lots of wine, uh, and um, it's it's something that I look forward to. But when it comes to gift exchanges outside of that, um, I am on Tumblr, so I do witchy wish lists, which um, oh yeah, I like too. yeah, that's the one that that um, Hellbound Witch put together. The Jesse yes, did. Jasmine White. Yes, and we have had her on our show. For those of you who have not listened to that episode yet, um, she has been on our show when we talked about Homestuck Magic. And, um, it, yeah, she's been running that tradition for years. Yeah, and she ba- she basically, if you go to go to hellboundwitch.com, I think that this, maybe it's just search Hellbound Witch in Google. You'll find right. her, her blog. Um, anyway, um, she you'll find her witchy wish list posts pretty easily. Um, and you basically just post on Tumblr um, like a, I think, 13 item long list of Max 13. Like, yeah, Max 13 item long. And one of those can be like, you know, a list to your Amazon wish list. Right. If you want to shortcut that. And just, you know, like they can be um, something that's actually tangible or they can be like, you know, please pray for so-and-so or do this donation or uh, or tarot readings or whatever. And um, I like that each year. So the, the important thing is that you make your post, you put it with the tag witchy wish lists. Um, and then you only post to that tag once because right. that way it's easy to look through the tag to find all the different people. And you can go through that tag and you can get you can grant people wishes. Exactly. And I like doing that each year, especially because it lasts until January thirteenth, which is Jasmine's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and like so, that means that after I got all of my holiday money <laughs> and uh, after I got my paycheck for January, I can go and grant wishes then. Right. Um, 
and so I, I like I really like doing that um, and that's just like I like that this around the time of the turn of the year I can I can get people stuff I really like finding people that I don't really know on Tumblr and you know that maybe don't have like a whole bunch of followers yet and like you know getting them something because you know some people don't think that they're actually going to get something right um, so I like to help them out well, and I'm always a big fan of doing the uh, the uh, the event. Like I try to grant wishes the whole time, but you know, it's it's daunting to people whenever they go into the gift idea where they're trying to give gifts to people because they think money because that's the secular measure of wealth and or of worth in the world. Wealth is worth, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Read the person's list. Most of the things I ask for for my witchy wish list have nothing to do with anything you can buy me with money. Like, tarot and, like, grimoires are pretty much all. The rest of it is, like, a heartfelt wish. You know, like, I, like, something that has magical significance. Like, give me your heart. It doesn't have to be, like, the one that you're using for your chest. It could be, like, the heart of your childhood was, and you take a picture of your childhood and you send it to me. These things are magical. I can do all kinds of amazing, cool, good magic with these things. And, like, I've had some really generous people lately. And I've been trying to kind of put together some things that I can give people to help grant their wishes. Um, this year I've got a couple of special little ideas that I'm going to be trotting out probably in the next week. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I love that tradition. Okay, so what else? What do you have that you do for, for the holiday spirit? You've got your tree. You've got, you've got witchy wish lists. Um, I do various bits of baking. You bake? I do bake. Okay, now tell them why that's special. Um, well, it's special because there are certain recipes that you bake around this time of the year as opposed to other times of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I actually, the presents that I'm going to be making my family, I'm going to be making, um, they're called chocolate spoons. Mm. Um, you, you have these spoons that actually have solidified chocolate on them and then you heat up a cup of milk and then you stir it with the spoon and then it makes chocolate milk. That is such a freaking great idea. And you can make them really easily so I'm going to like making up a big batch of those. Well if it's a heated cup wouldn't that be more like cocoa? Um I mean yeah, cocoa's yeah, made I'll... with milk so uh, like yeah. no chocolate's made, hot chocolate's made with milk hot cocoa's made with water. That's right. Okay. Uh, uh, I've been told heated milk, but it just depends on what the boiling point of the chocolate is. Right. Um, but that's or the really melting cool. point. Uh, I but yeah, it's like I'm like I'm looking forward to doing that because it'll be really cute. It'll just be like the thing is like aesthetically, you can only do certain types of uh, gifts and and baking and stuff at certain times of the year because if you do it outside those times of the year, it usually just doesn't feel the same. Right like having the same kind of christmas decorations or, or holiday time yule type de decorations up past a certain point in the year feels weird as opposed to or seems lazy well as opposed to halloween which is good all year long yeah i have halloween all year long exactly like that but christmas deal with it neighborhood christmas is a festival of lights so um so now the other side to your baking is that um you do gluten-free baking yeah, so that does present a challenge sometimes. I can't just use any kind of mixes that are out there, um, and I usually have to bake stuff from scratch. Exactly. That's um, So it's extra special because you're putting extra work into it. 
Yeah, and I like I do not bake a whole lot right now. Like there's been certain times in my life where I've baked a whole ton, but like right now I don't have the energy to do it like a uh, as much as I have before. So like when I bake it's it's pretty special. Yeah. Um but I I really like to do the kind of recipes that you can do during certain times of the year. It just makes me feel more in tune with that that part of the season. Right. And like I can't even have those goodies unless I make them myself usually. Right. When it comes to certain like Christmas time goodies, like um, any kind of those cookies that you get at the store, like the the like, even like like the crappiest stuff is the stuff I miss. Mm-hmm. Like those crappy Christmas cookies with like the little colored candy sugar on top and like the Ugh. icing that was like raised up on that. They're just like sugar cookies. Like you know, I just miss that. I like I don't like that. I can't have them anymore. See, we have sugar cookies that are frosting sugar cookies all year long available from the various stores that we're at but the christmas ones are different they taste different they're like harder like more solid and Mm -hmm. like the frosting is different and i i i'm with you sometimes i miss that i don't like the 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 sugar candy on top of them that's gross to me but the rest of it is delicious Oh, there used to be these ones that came in a paper bag, and they were, like, yeah. these brown cookies. They were kind of like Noah wafers. Yeah. But they were covered in, like, this red sugar or this green sugar. I remember those. I freaking loved those. And so, like, you know, stuff like that. That's, like, kind of got the magic of Christmas in it. Like, there's certain foods. And so I've got to recapture that partially because I can't eat that even anymore, you know, even I could, if I can find it. Right. You've got to find a way uh, to make that happen. That's yeah, I've awesome. got to, and I've got to DIY it. So, yep. or it's either that or like you know find stuff that's directly made for me. But usually it's very expensive, and and usually it's not very good. good. You, well, like compared to the amount of expense, your stuff is usually way better than the stuff that you get from the store. Just yeah, it's just like you know trying to replicate that stuff that costs ninety nine cents, and then realizing you're right? gonna like spend six hours on it. It really sucks. Okay, so uh, let me give some examples of how I do it too, because we've got some good ones from you. So. I'm, I'm going to share now. Yeah, I know. I just kind of like swaggered over into like gluten grumbles. So let's just get out of here and into action, <laughs> like back into the holidays. So I, during the holiday season, one of the things that I try to do is I try to mainline the kindness of the world. So I will like um, listen to happier playlists of, of fun music. Like I will Disneyfy everything. I will My Little Poning everything just ponify it um and like i will i will surround myself with things like that i change the decoration colors of everything i do to like a soft blue with some white try to bring that in into everything that i do i change my my reading cloths from the normal black because i'm a goth little bastard um to like white or blue or anything like that um i change my decks um i every year I have a set of rune cards that I work with, Silver Raven Wolf's Rune Oracle slash Witch's Runes, and um, I switch out whether I'm using the Rune Oracle or the Witch's Runes, because the, the main difference between the two decks is the Witch's Runes have a black border, and the Rune Oracle has a yellow border. And so I'll use the yellow border when I'm bringing light into the time of when it's when it's needed. And so, like around Yule I'm starting to use this to bring light into the world um, culminated in a, like some sort of special reading that I do on Yule itself then um, I use the darker bordered ones for when we need the power of the black for like the the darker half of the year 
um, or like generally like right at the apex of the light side of the year when it's starting to move into dark again. So around uh, Letha, around uh, midsummer. And I've been doing that for years. I'll switch them out around that time. Um, so and generally like I will do that and that'll be one of my various holiday traditions I also have um, two sets of the Arcana Tarot by uh, Dead on Paper and um, I have one that's white and one that's black and I use the white one during the holiday season because it's it's associated with the magic I'm trying to create I use the black one nearly the entire rest of the year because I'm like that um, so I try to theme my, my colors and my decorations around that kind of thing. I also um, have special kinds of readings and special kinds of um, spells and activities that I do. Like I enchant the weather. Anytime it starts to snow or it looks like it's going to snow, like I'll actually do a snow summoning spell around the holidays to bring in, because um, we live in a desert and we desperately need snow cap in order to survive. So uh, in order for our crops to survive. So I'll actually summon in weather and I will bless the weather so that it won't cause accidents or anything. I'll specifically bless it so it protects people and brings health and healing and a sense of wonder. Because all of my favorite experiences of like people warming to each other and getting close to each other have been during the winter so um so and then i have like you know little presents and things that i will give out little thoughtful gifts and things usually magically themed around the tarot and stuff because i'm a cardomancer and i'm like that but yeah i i try to do things like that as often as possible during this holiday season i'll do i'll do gigs and events where i'll go and i'll read cards for people and i usually don't charge money for them when i'm doing the gig unless they're people i don't know at all um because like if it's for friends and family's birth they're like birthday parties or yule parties or you know whatever they're they're new year's eve parties i'm like you guys i love you guys i'm here to bring some light into your life and so i go and i grab something fun and i only use certain spreads and i dress up in costume i literally looked like wizard santa yesterday at the event i was doing i was wearing a big blue and white cape with fur like it's got a faux fur lining and um, I was wearing my pointy curly-toed shoes and um, a white tunic and some jewelry and some scarves and all kinds of stuff. And I, I looked so like Father Christmassy. It was so much fun. But I'll, that sounds awesome. And I try to bring like gifts for people and like donate if I can. That kind of stuff. Like I, I donate money to the local community center regularly, but I, I make it a little extra during the holiday season. And I try to offer my clients a, like a discount on some of my readings, mostly so I can drum up some money so I can donate it to places, and then I can also still have Christmas with my family. Uh, but yeah, there's all these little things that we like to do. We love to bake around here. We love to we love to um, cook like special meals and things. Anyway, I'm getting off the subject. I, I, we love the holidays. The last thing that we do though that I've just started doing is we get a tarot advent calendar. Oh, this sounds awesome. Yeah, um, it's... Okay, so any of you who are like, tarot, advent calendar, where do I buy that? No, 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 no. We get a tarot deck that is themed around, that has some sort of winter theme in it somewhere. Like, one of the suits is real well-themed for winter, okay? Or something like that. And then we take that set, or that suit, and we turn that into that season's advent calendar. We start it, for us, um, my advent actually starts on the 18th and goes all the way through to the 31st, um, or 30th, or whatever it is, like the end of December. Um, it's 31st, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But anyways, uh, so we do that. Um, we have uh, a thing where each card represents the activity that we're going to be doing as we count down through the season. Now, ours is based primarily on the 12 days of um, the 12th night system that is done through Germany and, and Northern Europe. We went to a larger number of 14 days because it's got that many cards in a suit. Um, but it's part of my mystical tradition now to do that. And the deck we're using is the Prismatic Visions Tarot, the Prisma Visions Tarot. Um, the, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that. The suit of swords is like a panorama of winter and yeah it's a lot got a lot of stabby swords but you know we're kind of a stabby group of people so we themed each one around different virtues and different ways to expiate and release and everything and all old traditions and things and new stuff and it's just a really cool calendar so every t every day starting on the 18th we count down one of the days and we start creating the little advent on our altar and we decorate the whole altar with like holiday stuff and it sits in our ritual room and every day we turn one of the cards over and we lay out the panorama and it's just it's so much fun and of course we already have activities we do before all of that but that's all stuff we do outside of the house this is stuff that we do only for us it's really fun that does sound really really fun and um i like how it just integrates directly into your magical tradition for your year-round cycle. Yeah, it, it does. Interestingly enough, that whole deck, I've decided I'm just going to use it as a calendar now because um, I love reading with it, but I don't use it very often, and it's too pretty not to be used. And those cards are perfect. Like, the, the sets, the suits are all a panorama, and they're perfect for doing a calendar thing. So I'm just going to start using them that way. Man, I am so back and forth on that deck. I still have... I actually have one from the original Kickstarter that I'm still waffling back and forth between keeping or, or doing a giveaway on. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I like mine, so I'm keeping it. Nobody gets to have it. I'm a Scrooge. <laughs> right, so then um, it's time for our divination segment. We'll go ahead and go on with it. Yes, a.k.a. Celtic Crosshairs, uh, where we show off how awesome we are by answering questions from our many, many fans, like magical big damn heroes um but before we do that felix has some info for you and you it will totally put you in the holiday spirit that's right all right so just a couple of notes and updates the update is that hey look our format changed now we say different words sometimes and we have music yep um i'm very very thankful for this music this holiday season <laughs> um rune will have a little bit more to say about that later but i'm just like i think that this music is so totally cool and just totally matches the vibe of everything yes. so had to take a little moment for that um we have a schedule now you will get a new podcast every first and third monday of each month so you will get two podcasts a month first and third monday um and that's when a new episode comes out now new episode means that it's new to you but for us it may have been about a month and a half ago right. um we record these episodes ahead of time so sometimes it's a it's like a couple of days ahead of time um because we wanted to get it done right before like a special event um but sometimes it, it is like you know quite a while ago and that means that if you send in a question for discussion or for the celtic crosshairs it may be a while before 
before you hear the answer if we decide to answer it on air. So if you want to send in questions and comments and uh, also see what the latest news is with the podcast without having to worry about all that lag, um, mm-hmm. you can go to circleofsaltpodcast.tumblr.com. And um, that's because, you know, it's like the magic of the Internet means that you can get this lightning fast information before waiting to listen to an MP3 of me telling you something. Exactly. So vote for net neutrality so we can keep that. Yes. <laughs> well, like, actually send in comments to the FCC for net, tr- net, net, net tr- neutrality. Yes. I think would be what, Pat, what you would do in it right now. Yeah, that's true. You know, or Yell at your senator about net neutrality. Exactly. And, you know, if you feel the magical need to do something about that, bind the fuck out of people who are trying to destroy it. There. Yes. So. Like, do, 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 all sorts of magic. And, like, believe me, I have been watching the headlines enough to track whether magic is working. It um, is. It, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, the short version, it is, you guys. The magic is working. Okay, so, and back to the loving place. Um, let's talk about what we're doing for our holiday segment of Celtic Crosshairs this year. Well, yeah, you actually, I think you kind of have the info on that. That's true. Um, so, <laughs> so, what we're doing this year is we're giving out gifts. Um, not the kind of gift that you... Um, that you get under a Christmas tree, per se, and not kind of a gift that comes in the mail, but rather a magical gift, the kind that only, you know, magicians can make. So what we're doing is we've asked people to write us in questions um, and requests and concerns specifically uh, for this particular podcast, and what we're doing is, if you sent us a concern, we're going to read your concern off onto the air here, and then we're going to draw some cards for you and use them to make a magical gift for you and one of the cards we're going to draw is the gift itself that will help deal help you deal with the problem it'll help mend things or heal things for you send a little magic your way and then the wrapping is the second card and that's from another deck and it will tell you how what like what scenario or sick situation or circumstance you're going to encounter in order to unlock that gift and both of them are going to happen but like you'll be able to tell it's happening because this is going on that's the, the wrapping part so it's just something fun and new we'll see what happens all right so let's get wrapping um and by wrapping i mean gift wrapping <laughs> all right so the very first question that i'm going to address here the our very first person on our podcast nice and naughty list is uh, a person we are in, we are calling magically exhausted rose and they say hey guys i'm a big fan of your podcast thank you and i really trust your judgment oh dear <laughs> that's probably not a great idea so i was hoping you could help me for a while i've been magically exhausted trademark and haven't been able to do very much either my spells don't work or i fall asleep during important lunar events etc normally i just figure i've overworked myself increasing my wards uh, and then i increase my wards and i sleep it off but now this is ongoing for the past year i was wondering what is going on and how do i fix it thank you so much okay so a little comment on magical exhaustion this is actually a very common thing for people to experience um so don't feel bad it's very normal um but i do actually have some suggestions as well so you can think of these as the greeting card that come along with the gift um a couple suggestions dial back your sense of what has to be done in order for you to do spells um if you're having trouble keeping track of lunar events don't 
keep track of lunar events, I spent six years not paying attention to the phase of the moon. Deliberately, after having been religiously observing it for a little while, I stopped paying attention to it. I wanted to see if it was something that was actually significant and important um, to my own practice, if it affected my life the way that it's supposed to, like the way everybody says, or if it was just something I was doing because everybody else was doing it. So I dialed myself back. Um, I also would recommend that you find something about magic that you enjoy doing and that you find to be rather easy to do. For some people, it's literally muttering incantations under your breath or the difference between using your right hand to imbue something with magic versus your left hand. Focus on doing that for a little while and pay attention to that and don't worry so much about whether or not you're doing everything you need to do. The cool thing about magic is there's always something to learn and there's all this new stuff to practice and there's all this amazing, crazy stuff out there. But the hard thing to understand about that is it isn't all necessary, but it all often can be overwhelming. Just even trying to remember like a tenth of it, a small percentage. I was actually thinking about that the other day. And the solution I came to was, thank God people have written books about this stuff because I would not remember any of the things I need to remember um, if I had to do it all myself. So, um, if you feel like you need to do something magical and you can't think of what to do, here's a suggestion. Take out a book, like a journal, and write about that. Write about your feeling. Write about what you feel like needs to be done. Write it into the book. Write what you think the conclusion should be. You're tapping into a, just a little bit of creative magic just by writing it down. I know that people are going to be like, that's so hokey and silly, and I'm going to be like, bitch, I've been practicing magic for a really long time, and it actually works. It's called petition magic. So shut up. Um, do that. Uh, if you want to put a little extra power behind it, burn the paper. Like, rip it out of your journal and burn it, and let it be done that way. For witches, magic is stupidly simple. It's not always easy, but it is stupidly simple. Now, to do your reading. All right, so the gift that the spirits believe you need to have is, ooh, the rune Lagus, the rune of psychic impression, mystical experience, and connecting to the flow. Yeah, that sounds about right. And let's see. So that's going to come to you, and here's the gift wrapping for it. Oh, the Four of Diamonds. Looks like you've got something coming up where you're going to be kind of cordoning yourself off and trying to stay away from people and conserving your energy and your resources. And the Four of Diamonds will wrap this up. And during that period of time, something is going to get your attention. A song, maybe the movement of the wind outside, or like possibly a, just you'll be overwhelmed by some sort of sensation or experience and you will be able to connect to the flow around you. And that is where you will find what you're looking for. So, zip zap, wrap it up, so mote it be. Have fun, Magically Exhausted Rose. All right, your turn. All right, so we have Pseudonym Kai. I don't know if you meant Kai or if you meant pseudonym, pseudonym Kai as in the entire thing. Yes, I think probably like, they meant Kai. They might be like a, a rapper and that might be their rap name. I don't know. <laughs> um, so for the Yule episode, one of my biggest issues right now that I've been having for a long time is how to feel like I'm not just wasting time and spending my wheels every day. I don't have friends or a significant other. I hate my job and I would love to do something else, 
even would love to live somewhere else, but I just feel it's hopeless. I'll never have enough time, money, freedom, or ever or freedom to do what I want. How do I stop feeling this way? Are there good things in my future even? Thank you. And so we're we're actually like the the theme of this podcast is giving you a, a gift that addresses the problem itself. So I will stop at I'll never have enough time, comma money, uh, comma freedom to ever do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, like, well, let's see what will what will help you with this. And that is. So I got the card Innocence. This is a uh, oracle deck uh, called the Amethyst Oracle by a creator on Tumblr called Cracked Amethyst. Um, and so it's a card with a lot of unpopped bubbles on it. Um, That's actually a really good image for Innocence. It is. Yes, like this. This I love this deck. This deck, by the way, is available. It is in print, um, as opposed to like every other deck that I like that I talk about on this right. podcast. You can't have it. <laughs> this deck is available. I promise. <laughs> so, um, the innocence card, and I am applying this to what you want, which is. I I'm trying to figure out how sarcastic this deck is being. <laughs> Cuz that's a concern. It is a concern really with this is. deck especially. Um so I'm going to take out the other card to see. Cuz so far we have what helps is going to be innocence, but let me find the situation because I think the uh the companion tarot to this oracle is the Idiosyncra deck, which Amethyst also made. Is that one available? And you can no longer get. But I love pairing these two decks together because they're basically sister decks. So, just like a tip out there, if you have a deck creator that puts out an oracle and a tarot, snatch that up. (laughs) I'm gonna guess you've got some magic going on already about this situation um because it seems like something's going on hmm um because it looks like something will actively protect you um will like keep your bubble from getting burst um in the future um because like the four of pentacles even though it is kind of a miser it, a miserly card in some regards it also is like being in your fortress did you get the four of pentacles um, too yeah. Give me back my wrapping paper. <laughs> oh, I didn't even. Gosh, I wasn't even. Because it was a reading for someone else, I actually naturally, like, kind of unlistened. <laughs> so we're using the same tube of wrapping paper for everyone's presents, apparently. <laughs> I. Well, it's But it's a different, like. It's like the same pattern, but the different artists. <laughs> anyway, so, like, yeah. Um, it seems like there's going to be a. Like, you're going to be able to chill about this in the future. Like, something is going to help protect you in the future to allow you to, like, um, to deal with this. Um, I would kind of maybe look around at your family, um, or anybody else that has influence over your life, any kind of patrons that you have, to see if maybe they're, like, actually actively helping you with this already. There you go. Um, 
Because, like, I mean, you said that you don't have any friends or no, no significant other, but I, I see in these cards that they, they wouldn't make sense unless you've got some kind of influence in your life that's actively helping you. So, to me, that sounds great, like, that, you know, you've got some sort of secret Santa. Aww. Aside from us. Yes. So, look for your secret Santa. After you get your, your gift from your secret Santa... That's gonna like somehow protect you from what's threatening you right now. Um, then I think that'll become apparent where you can go from there. There you go. Okay, so let's Back see. Back to you. Who's on my gift list? Let me see here. All right. Okay, so we have one from Mushroom. Mushroom. All right. Badger. 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 <laughs> I'm so glad that they call themselves Mushroom. Mushroom. <laughs> Anyways, so they say, Hello, new listener, loving everything wildly so far. And that's awesome. I like the wildly. For the Yule-ish episode, if I'm hitting the theme, I'm trying to fit more things into my life that are good for me and achieve important personal goals while also working full-time in an unrelated job. Basically cramming in time, eating things, cramming in time eating things, which I know will all be good for me, but it's a lot. Okay. I see what we're saying here. I really want to make this personal growth happen via these things, capital letters, but I'm worried about burnout. Thoughts or advice? Well, I can't, without knowing what those things are, I can't give you any personal advice, but fortunately, that's not really the goal of tonight anyway. So, our our gift for you, what does the unicorn want to give you for this starlight celebration? Ooh... Othala, the rune of strong roots and home, inherent benefits, prosperity, having everything and lacking for nothing. That's Those are good. Right? How do we want to wrap that? Let's see if we're still using the same tube of wrapping paper. We are not. I switched over to the world brand wrapping paper. So wrapped up in the world. That's funny. Okay. Heal the world. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so... What I have here, your gift will come to you by virtue of a gathering of many disparate forces from all over the place. I'm seeing a gathering of people possibly from other countries, um, possibly from other areas of the country, but certainly part like from other countries. Um, I'm seeing lots of different inflow from different cultures. I'm seeing all kinds of stuff like that. When that starts to happen, when the con- the uh, um, the convocation of all of these kinds of forces come together, you will find the roots that you need in order to weave all of this solidly so that you can reorganize things and reprioritize them, making one or two or three things into one big thing that you can do all at once. That's pretty good. Huh. All right, well... Let me go ahead and sign out your little, you know, like, your little paper here. So, to Mushroom Mushroom from Rooney Pants. And wrap it up and send it on. So, mode it be. Alright, well, I've got... Stella needs help getting her groove back. And that's our last one, right? That is correct. Evening. Okay, so wrap up our last gift. <clears throat> I'm going to have to rephrase this one a little bit, but you'll get you'll see. 
Hi, Felix and Rune. I have a question for the Yule episode. I re- recently quit a soul-sucking job, but my self-confidence is shook. Um, I have a mental and a chronic illness that I was made to feel ashamed about, and I don't know what to pursue next. What should I focus on in the near future? What type of employment will make me the happiest after all this trauma? Sign, Stella needs help getting her groove back. I'm going to back that up to actually, but my self-confidence is shook and um, help you with that root issue um, because that that will help you decide the things that you'll that only really you can decide mm-hmm. um, so what will help you with uh, your self-confidence <laughs> that's interesting this card is called lies <laughs> lies <laughs> it's a bunch of masks huh and uh, the scenario this will face you in will be uh, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> uh, what? I love Cracked Amethyst decks because the tarot has a bonus card that's just called magic. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> the magic of lies. <laughs> yes, and, and it's like it's instead of a number, it just has a question mark. That's awesome. Um, but there's also a magic card in her oracle. So oh, so you can um, get magic, magic. Yes, you can get magic, just like moon, moon. And I have gotten magic, magic. <laughs> dance, magic, dance. Okay, so, so make her her present. Yes. Wow. <laughs> um. You are just going to have to take whatever it is that you, like, know is the truth about you and fashion that into kind of a 24-7 glamour. Because um, you're trying to meet people um, make an impression on people and also just to, like relate to all these people whenever you're doing all your job searching and all of that and your self-confidence is making it difficult for you to actually project yourself to these people um, so you're going to have to eliminate the middleman and just project yourself to these people there you go um, so it's but it's not necessarily a lie. It's just that this card features masks. Well, and it's probably because um, you're dealing with people who are dishonest in the first place. Well, you're dealing with any kind of time whenever you're dealing with like human resources and interviews, and, and especially if you're dealing any kind of retail jobs or anything. It's just like people project their, their work person. Right. Like they've got that certain personality where you're going to need to... Um, Control their perception of you? It's not just that, but you're going to have to be able to interact with them whenever they're trying to interact with you. And this is kind of a medium through which you interact. It's like your work personality. Um, And that really does help with the confidence because then you have a certain set of rules about your own interaction with people. Um, That is part of your, like, identity when it comes to any kind of social group is, like, a set of rules and how you interact with that group and how they understand you so um you can do all that kind of stuff with magic (laughs) have fun um uh, some of this you could consider to be shadow work uh that can be a way to do it um literal shadows if you're 
that kind of magician. Yeah, you can throw that in, and then it's like it's identity magic. So, and I do quite a lot of it. I find identity magic to be very helpful if you're doing any kind of like gender transition, because uh, then you can just be very proactive about what's happening to you. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, like it, it's your your identity is 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 yours. You just take possession of it and um, use it like any other magical kind of tool. All right. That's what this deck says. Well, <laughs> that is what we've got for our gifts for the day. And I think that pretty much totals us up, don't you think? That is it. We have wrapped up. We have. We have, we have wrapped the wrapping, and we have given the gifts, and we are done with all of that now. So um, I, I want to offer thanks to Sharon Knight and um, her partner Winter, uh, who are responsible for our intro and outro music. Um, and you can find their music at SharonKnight.net, and I totally recommend that you go there. Like, seriously, they're freaking awesome. You should buy all of their music. Um, you guys are awesome. The music is perfect. It is exactly everything that we're looking for, um, except, it's, except for all of the other songs that we also would have liked to have be our opening music. But no, we, we picked one instead of 20. Uh, but yeah, seriously. It was it was difficult, but we fell in love exactly. with it. Exactly. So. so you are going to uh, be hearing that at the beginning of our episodes now. We have this music. Merry Christmas to us. The beginning and the end. Yeah, so go to SharonKnight.net and look for their music there. Um, and seriously, do that. Go buy all their music. Um, all right. So, Felix... Well, um, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap it up with a big ribbon of salt and a circle and a bow. And now we give this podcast to you for this Yuletimed wintry Christmassy season. Jingle bells. Because here we are now sending out to the world our missile salvo in the war on Christmas. Yes, exactly. Prepare with peppermint. May the circle of salt protect you in this time. <laughs>